Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering Killer Sally. Before we get into anything else, you can follow us on Twitter and or join our Facebook group. Info for that can be found in the show notes. If you would like to email us comments or suggestions or donate to us at PayPal, our email address is doctomepod at gmail.com. We appreciate any help, whether it's a way we can make this podcast better or just a dollar. We love recommendations. So yes. definitely hit us up with those recommendations. And if you had skipped through all of that, welcome back. This Netflix docuseries was released on November 2nd, 2022, and I couldn't have planned this any better because we're covering this during Women's History Month. Yay! Woo! I'm totally coincidental. Just it's not great <laughs> for women. And if I had, like, timed it perfectly, it would have been released Wednesday, which would have been, like, International Women's Day. this was directed by nanette bernstein who has a couple of other documentaries under her belt along with episodes of new girl and don't trust the bee in apartment 23 interesting (laughs) whatever pays the bills yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do i had heard of the story before because crime and sports covered it covered sally but it was like one of their first episodes so i definitely needed a refresher i think it was like within the first 10 and I have never heard of this case. So oh, you hadn't? I had not. Oh, fun. So it was new to me and um, very greasy and oily. Yeah, this was hard to watch because it involves bodybuilders and muscles like that just gross me out. It is <laughs> next level muscular. Like buttered rolls in a pan. <laughs> just so much baby oil. It's like a baby's worth of baby oil. I know when she talks about like, you know, we got to pay the bills for all the groceries and never mention baby oil. Oh, man, that had to be like like half their income. Uh, It starts off with home movies of Sally and her husband, Ray, and it's fucking weird. She's like filming a promo video with an offer to wrestle her. I think that's a first. (laughs) Can't say I see that every day. She lifts her husband up on her shoulders and then her just wrestling someone in a random living room. It's a great way to open up this series. On Valentine's Day 1995, a call comes into 911 from a woman claiming she shot her husband because he attacked her. Forget Christmas. I would love to see crime stats for Valentine's Day. We always um, hear about how the Christmas time is like really suicide deadly. numbers. Yeah, I want to know like. Oh, God. The violence on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day has got to be like thousands of times worse <laughs> than Christmas. Uh, we then go to Sal- Sally McNeil in prison who says she'll tell us the whole story, but keep in mind, it's been 25 years. I feel like that's something you probably don't forget. <laughs> just my just take on it. She just seems so over the whole thing. Like, just kind of annoyed that she still has to talk about it. I mean, I would be annoyed that I was still in prison. <laughs> yes. Next up is Camp Pendleton, California, 1987. She was enlisted in the Marines, and in her spare time, she would just work out because she wanted to be a bodybuilder, which led her to her first competition on Valentine's Day, 1987. She ended up taking fourth place in the Armed Forces Bodybuilding Championship. All of these have, like, ridiculously long (laughs) names. June that same year is when a friend introduces Sally to another bodybuilder named Ray McNeil. And after two months of dating, they get married. Holy shit, that is fast. Is that even enough time to learn each other's middle names? They don't know their favorite colors. Like, how long have we been friends? I don't even know your middle name. 
same same <laughs> oh my god for real like i i mean you got to know each other's like taco bell order <laughs> like that's that's just not enough time man yeah two months that's insane by 1989, the family was living in a two-bedroom apartment in Oceanside, California. I say family because a lot is skipped in this, but she has two children from a previous marriage, Shantina and John. The kids talk about growing up, how their family stood out because of their parents being bodybuilders and also being in an interracial marriage. Honestly, I gotta go with it's because they look like they were accidentally exposed to gamma rays. It also... <laughs> The video of They're them at so Disney. <laughs> I don't think it's the interracial thing. The video of them at Disney. I'm just like, oh my yeah. god! The, like I've never seen people so buff. It in also my life. doesn't help with it being the late '80s and early '90s when brightly colored spandex was a fashion choice they went with. They're both doing well in amateur bodybuilding. So in 1991, when Ray leaves the Marines, his next step is to start competing in the pros. Their idol was Arnold Schwarzenegger, so the dream is to win Mr. Olympia. Did you expect to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a... Of course I did. (laughs) I knew that if I was going to see super buff people with (laughs) muscles that big, I was going to see Arnold. Did you know his dad was a Nazi? I did not. (laughs) Today I learned. Um, It's not like he got really far into it. It was just... He was a low level. Yeah. Just like a beginner stage Nazi. Yeah, I guess. Enough that he's still like, hey, guys, I don't want you people to end up like my dad. Can we stop being horrible? We all want to do better than our parents, especially the ones (laughs) that have parents that are Nazis. Um, I really don't understand bodybuilding. There's like no sport to it i guess i don't know it's all kind of subjective yeah it's just kind of i mean i guess you're lifting weights to do they even but like the competition is there even weightlifting or is it just no it's literally i think just like you're posing yeah posing in your appearance like your your muscles i don't get it i mean to each their own but my whole thing is like I like to eat and mm-hmm. I like to eat shit that's bad for me. So <laughs> I could never. Yeah. So I, I think just maybe I don't have just, the time or the focus. I mean It's more fun just laying down. And eating. <laughs> Not sweating. In nineteen ninety one, Ray ends up being the overall winner in the International Federation of Bodybuilding and Fitness North American Championships. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Because his back was bigger than the other guys. Yeah, I was I was confused about the <laughs> how they were like this guy came in and he was so beefy and just you know he was he was really built. But then when you looked at his back, his back I, wasn't. What I don't the know. Fuck do we know? The only fitness I know is fitness cupcake in my mouth. Am I right? Hells yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, winning this opens the door to competing professionally and actually making money. Even then, you're not making a ton of money. Mr. Olympia at this time was only awarding $100,000 to the winner, which is not a lot of money when you take into account that you can't work because there's no no time. You're nonstop at the gym, and the diet you have to keep up with cannot be cheap. 
Uh, I think they said for Ray, he went through 114 eggs per week. I actually wanted to do the calculations because, I mean, I don't know if you've bought eggs recently, but holy fuck, they're expensive. (laughs) Think of the economy. But, like, all I can think is, how bad did that apartment smell with those farts? Just, like, egg, creatine, boiled chicken farts? Yum. Not to mention the cost of steroids, because, spoiler, of course Ray was taking steroids. I know. Shocking. Say it ain't so. He had no neck. It was just muscle. (laughs) Those weren't naturally established muscles. (laughs) No. I feel lied to. Uh, Shannon Brown, I don't remember how he knew Ray. I couldn't remember. Maybe from the bodybuilding scene. Uh, anyway, Shannon was the one who got Ray into steroids. He was already doing them, and he would get extras and then sell them to Ray. Sally sees the results Ray is getting, and so she starts using them, too. And I love when the former... Nothing says true love like both of them doing <laughs> steroids together. I love when the former chairman of the IBFF talked about how one year they tested for steroids, and so many of the guys had to drop out that the people who paid for tickets to see the event complained. They said they had paid to see freaks compete. This is not a circus, sir. (laughs) Ray is going through so many steroids that Sally has to head down to Tijuana to stock up because there's no need for a prescription in Mexico. And Sally would take the kids with her on these trips, but she doesn't want to talk about it because it makes her look like a bad parent. I mean, you killed a man. Yeah, ma'am, you're doing the interview in prison. Like, I feel like we're beyond that. (laughs) I remember my mom telling me about her driving back from, like, Mexico as a passenger with my grandmother and hiding marijuana Mm -hmm. for my grandmother. (laughs) And I got to say, like, I think that's pretty ingenious. Like, cars with kids are definitely going to be, you know, a lot less conspicuous when they're transporting drugs. Yeah. Not that I condone using your children to transport drugs. I mean, there's worse things you could be doing. Um, And we know when she shot her husband, at least one of the kids was around because you can hear one of them screaming on the 911 call. Yeah, she's like, who is that screaming in the background? She's like, my daughter. Just saying, I judge more for the murder than drug smuggling for personal use with your kids. But maybe that's just me. You know, the kid in the background going, dad. Yes. And it's so crazy that with both of them taking steroids, the arguing seemed to increase. Who knew? It's almost like steroids make you a really bitchy person. <laughs> I just maybe want to rewatch the that Always Sunny episode when Charlie and Dee are both on steroids. Just punching holes in the walls. There's an Always Sunny episode for everything. <laughs> Show's great. Uh, Sally is the breadwinner of the family because Ray felt that she should support his dreams over hers. Hey, dumbass, you've got kids. You don't get dreams anymore. (laughs) You drink to forget your dreams like the rest of us. Just one of those emotions you just, you gotta push it down. Push down. Just push it down. Push it down. So Sally starts entering strength and endurance contests to earn money, which leads to her meeting a guy named Bill Wick. Um, What a last name. Bill sells home movies of women bodybuilders wrestling, and he is 78, even though people tell him he looks younger. No, he doesn't. Bill, buddy, you look 78. You look older than 78. I get the same vibes as when we covered Tickled. 
Yeah, I like <laughs> I like how he said that they're fetish videos, and then he was like, "But people aren't going to want to buy my tapes now that they know that or something." It's like, sir, yeah, I think Sally, your audience knows what well, they're going Sally for. Sally kept saying it's not fetish, it's not fetish, but like. You can defend the videos all you want, but they're still very clearly a fetish thing. Yeah, it's, it's a... Just stop fighting. It's a target audience. <laughs> so he was married to a bodybuilder and he wondered, the muscles look great, but when can you? what can you really do with them? I used to teach wrestling. Maybe I could teach these women how to wrestle and voila. I can't really judge because when Sally said Bill was paying her $50 an hour to wrestle, I was like, yeah, I'd probably do that. <laughs> fuck yeah i would i mean if i'm not like gonna actually get hurt yeah. fifty dollars an hour that's a good workout that's good pay uh dj jeffers who was friends with ray talked about how he was invited to do one of the videos with sally but he felt weird being in a fetish video with his friend's wife i only mentioned this because i wanted to say dj jeffers it's fun to say go ahead no, you want DJ to. DJ Jeffers. <laughs> that is a nice name. Also, I got to say, I mean, you're getting paid for it. Be in that fetish video with your friend's wife. Yeah. And Sally figures she can just cut out the middleman, and she creates her own production company called Top Secret. How was that not taken? How is that not <laughs> telling you what kind of videos you're making? Uh, the first film she released was called Snow Job, and I did not expect for it to just be her chasing a man in the snow. <laughs> again how does she not see what her target audience is snow job she's still doing amateur bodybuilding but the best she placed was fifth and is that your stomach or mine that was mine <laughs> she's still doing amateur bodybuilding but the best she placed was fifth and also there just wasn't enough money in it the men weren't making a lot and women were making a quarter of what they were making so she's just better yes. off doing the videos Hell yeah. Or, uh, how do I say this? Private wrestling sessions? There's some guys out there willing to pay these women to wrestle them and they get off on it. I'm not knocking it. Wrestling guys in a motel while wearing skimpy clothes and you don't even have to fuck them? A job's a job. I mean, I'm not saying no. <laughs> and the best quote comes from Sally. Quote, I made a lot of money off of these men. I will never degrade them. And for $300 an hour, I agree with her. Seriously, you don't even have to take your damn clothes off. Like, that is the dream. Hook me up. <laughs> oh, speaking of hook, did you watch um, Poker Face? Yes. Oh <laughs> and did God. you also have Hook stuck in your head the rest of the night? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's like, God, when's the last time you thought about the Blue Travelers? <laughs> I just keep thinking of that whole line, like... I have a rule about second uh, locations. Yes. <laughs> Served me really well not getting zodiac <laughs> I was sad that one chick died from Aww. everywhere all at once. Yeah, she was she was good. I liked her. She's a yeah, fun just character. Fucking had hooks stuck in my head. Wallet. Oh, yeah, she kept taking her wallet. <laughs> Why the fuck were you driving my car? <laughs> seeing Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a bad guy. I was like, damn. Oh, I know. And then the other guys from Umbrella Academy. It was a nice cast. I liked it. Oh, my God. And I'm super excited for next season because the baddie is going to be uh, What's-Her-Face from uh, Cheers. It, was it Rhea Perlman? It's totally. Okay. It's got to be. 
Because then she'd say something. I was like, maybe it's not. It's gotta be. Oh my god. But then I was sad that what's his face died. What is his name? Ron Perlman. Yes. He hit a certain age and then just stopped aging past that point. It feels like because he looks exactly the same, like a schnauzer. God, I yes. (laughs) I hope one day to achieve that. I just don't age anymore. Look like a schnauzer. (laughs) Yes. Also look like a schnauzer. Okay. We haven't seen each other in a while. For real. In 1993, Ray qualifies for the Mr. Olympia competition. He's finally made it to the big times. And he places 15th. Out of how many? I have no idea. As long as it's not 15. (laughs) Good for him. And then we go into his life a little bit. Didn't have the best start. He was born in North Carolina on December 17th, 1964. And he was given up by his mom two weeks after he was born. His aunt took him in and did the best she could. He did suffer sexual abuse from another kid who lived in the house. And as an adult, he was known as having a short fuse, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type. And he was scribed like this even before the steroid abuse, so... Who knows how bad it really got later Yeah, on. Probably, probably not the best personality to add steroids to. Yeah. DJ Jeffers. God, I love that name. And Shantina both recall a time when Ray got into a fight as a bouncer and had to defend himself by jabbing his fingers into the guy's eyes. Oof. <laughs> it's like my worst nightmare. Did you ever do that thing as a kid where you stick olives on your fingers? Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> That's what he did to that dude's and, eyeballs. And bugles. <laughs> DJ was there with him that night, and then his daughter remembers him coming home covered in blood and him telling her that story. So, Which is not a story for kids. No. I have no idea what the guy did that Ray felt that in fear for his life that he needed to blind a guy, but he's also a huge fucking dude. Yeah. You like, you would think, think just his just, size would scare just somebody. Just like a hand on the forehead and hold him off. He's so huge that his head looks superimposed with the child's head because of how tiny it is compared to his body. <laughs> it's accurate. It's not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it wasn't just an isolated incident of violence. Three days after getting married is when Sally says the abuse started. I get a lull them into a sense of happiness and then bam. That's not even enough time to get the marriage certificate in the mail. And he had no problem just beating her in front of the kids. Nice guy. After one beating, she reported it to higher ups at the Marine base. And in response to this, Ray beat her again until she dropped the charges. And they let him go. Yeah. They were mad that she dropped the charges. But it's like, (laughs) dude, you let him go. Yeah. And it wasn't just physical abuse. There was also sexual abuse. And unfortunately, she was, I don't want to say accustomed to it, but she had been dealing with violence all of her life. Her dad was an abusive alcoholic. And when her mother remarried when she was three, she reports that her stepdad was also abusive. And as an adult, the cycle continues with her first husband, Anthony Loden. They were married for four years, which Sally described the tail end of the marriage as abusive. She said that, but it kind of seemed like the abuse was throughout it. Yeah, like it was the whole marriage and not just the end. Yeah, uh, But the abuse from Ray doesn't stop at Sally. He's got no problem going after her, the kids. And I just don't understand the hold he has on her. I mean, she's having to pay all the bills. Yeah, she's the she's one making the money. It. The kids aren't even his. 
Yeah. Like, like just she's gone through a divorce before. Just leave, honey. She knows the steps to take, and yet she stays. Episode two, Sally is asked if she's violent, and her response is basically, I'm only violent to defend myself, which it's debatable. <laughs> In 1990, she was demoted from her position as a sergeant for continuously poor behavior, behavior, including anger issues, violence, and lashing out at others. This later led to her being discharged from the military. That same year, she was arrested for brandishing a firearm at her ex-husband and smashing the window of his vehicle with a metal bar. One Why are they even violent. in contact? Why are they in contact with each other? Um, probably the children. <laughs> she got full custody, though. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you having anything to do with him? She had also previously been arrested for assaulting a mailman who had slapped her son, John, after John had a fight with the mailman's son. So this kid and John got into a fight. The kid's dad, who also happens to be a mailman, slaps John, who is a fucking child. I would, I would slap some man, And then too. Sally assaults the mailman dad. Like, what the fuck? I would be She's smashed. in the right this be, situation. Yeah. She's, yeah. Don't fucking don't slap my kid. You don't touch my kid. It took five cops to take her into custody for this one. Again. <laughs> I will go down Don't swinging. touch my kid. Yeah. <laughs> Another incident Sally has is when she attacked one of Ray's girlfriends at a bodybuilding show, pinning her to the floor and hitting her repeatedly. This resulted in the National Physique, Physique Committee suspending her for a year. I mean, I'm not defending her, but why is Ray bringing a girlfriend to a public event that his wife is at? Because he's an asshole. <laughs> not to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> and then in 1993, Sally was confronted by a club bouncer for dancing on tables, so she kicked him in the face three times. When police showed up, she threatened to kill them. She would have been about 33 at this time, so just slightly younger than us. Why are you at a club? Why are you dancing on tables? Can you imagine like two years ago kicking a bouncer in the face three times and then threatening to kill cops? No. This <laughs> had to be the steroids. It's just the kicking him in the face three times. Like you get kicked once, you back off. <laughs> he kept coming back for more. Or is she doing like um, Chun-Li in Street Fighter? Just get yeah, that leg bam, up. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Spitty bird kick. Uh, all of that is just to say she's no angel. Oh, the fuck that mailman. For real. <laughs> she was justified. Uh, June 1993, Christy Ramsey, a woman that Sally knew and competed against, is strangled by her fiancé, another bodybuilder named Gordon Kimbrough. I wish they had gone into this a little more. Uh, Sally really takes it hard because Ray has no problem choking her. What if one day he just decides to choke her a little longer and she dies? Which I've heard that choking is like the surest sign yeah. that your partner will kill you. Yeah. It's like dying became a real possibility for her. Uh, her mom offers her a living arrangement in Pennsylvania, where she's originally from. So she starts planning an escape. Her kids at this point are in fourth and sixth grade, so they're old enough to realize what's going on as far as her telling them to have a bag ready to go. But of course, that plan ended in February of 1995. 
So that Valentine's Day, it seemed like it was just Sally hanging out with the kids all day because Ray was gone. She figures he's hanging out at a bar. So later that day, she gets ready to go over to the bar to see if he's there. But as she's putting on makeup, he comes home. Keep in mind, this is all according to Sally. He sees her getting dressed up and wants to know where she's going. This, of course, leads to an argument. He hits her and then begins choking her, which Shantina does recall hearing her mother gasping for air. Sally manages to get away and run to the bedroom where they keep a sawed-off shotgun. You know, of course. As one does when you're (laughs) in a violent relationship. It's a few days before a competition, so Ray is loaded with steroids and has a history of abusing her and choking her, which is more terrifying to her because she just had a friend murdered by being choked the previous summer. She tells Ray to leave. He refuses, so she shoots him twice. Once in the abdomen and once in the jaw. Shantina heard the noise and just assumed it was her mom dead, not her dad. Nah, not the best. Sally covers his body with a blanket to help prevent him going into shock. Keep him warm, I guess. Shot in the face. I don't know. And then walks outside to hand the gun to a neighbor. So when the cops arrive, she's not a threat. Not that that will stop him, but you know what I'm saying. And then, of course. She's white, so she's okay. (laughs) And then, of course, she walks back into the apartment to call the cops on herself. And they show the tape from her interrogation, and I really believe her reaction when she's told that Ray is dead. Like, that felt sincere. Yeah, she was definitely horrified. I really do feel like she was just tired of the abuse and wanted it to end. She didn't want to kill him. She was just done being afraid. Yeah, I completely agree that it was a justified, like, could she have left before they got to this point? Sure. But did she? She didn't. But... She still felt like her life was being threatened at that moment. Yeah. I mean, she didn't mean to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and even after she's arrested, her main concern is her kids. I'm so, so glad the cops let the three of them talk before they officially book her. Like, gives them a chance to say goodbye to each other. That was so sad. Yeah. And when she breaks the news to the kids that Ray is dead... They don't scream or yell at her. Shantina stands up, leans over the table, and hugs her mom. Yeah, they're like, dude, he was a bad man. The way the kids react, I think, is very important. No, it's telling that he was abusive. Yeah, she's not scared of her mom. She immediately comforts her. And the kids don't understand why she's even being charged with murder. Even they believe it was self-defense. They keep telling her mom, isn't it self-defense because you have marks on you? Like, I think it's really telling that they know mom killed somebody and they're just in complete support of her. They're not scared of her. They're scared of never seeing her again. Child Services picks up the kids and they're dropped off in a group home in San Diego until Sally's family can come pick them up. They don't seem at all traumatized by that. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Life just turned out really, really swell for them. Yeah. Group home was great. At some point while Sally is in the interrogation room, the cops left, so she just grabs a blanket and lays down on the floor to try and get a nap in. And the prosecutor is just like, this diabolical bitch shot an unarmed man in cold blood. And then she took a nap. It was just the way they treat her. She didn't try to hide the crime. She called the cops on herself and admitted right away that she shot him. 
and you can't tell you can't look at ray and tell me that he wasn't unarmed like that whole body was a fucking weapon <laughs> he, he was the weapon yes he, holy fuck the man could have single-handedly like, choked you out with like his fingers <laughs> if he had like a bat or something in his hand that would have slowed him down her defense attorney had signed to her was bill rafael spelled like rafael but whatever <sighs> how dare he <laughs> he gets her bond lowered to a hundred thousand dollars which is paid for by her supporters man those guys really loved wrestling with her in hotel rooms and Bill tells her she's stopped working out so that she doesn't look so big and scary to the jury. Which, yeah, I mean, I I get that. So, again, Sally isn't an angel. She has no problem getting physical in fights with Ray, but he also has like a hundred pounds on her. And they did find evidence of steroid in her system after the murder, but they also found five different steroids in his five, system. Five different steroids. <laughs> like... When I heard that, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Five different steroids. Just, they were like, we found steroid, a steroid in her system, but also five in his. And he's like twice her size. <laughs> and there was a lot of infidelity in the marriage. In fact, when Ray was missing all Valentine's Day and she just assumed he was at a bar... No, he was instead spending the day meant for love with his wife on a day with his girlfriend, Marion Myers. What an asshole. <laughs> this case reminds me a lot of that Snapped episode on Donna Cobb. I think it was that one where the abusive husband, abusing drugs, cheated all the time, but would not let the wife leave or grant her a divorce. Yes. And then, like, she killed him because he was attacking her again. And then the kids were like... We get why you did it. <laughs> yeah. And she still went to prison. As they do. She's supposed to just do whatever he says while he gets to do whatever he wants. And then after the murder, the kids completely support the wife. Like both of those. DJ Jeffers says that Ray was going to end the marriage that night. And that's why Sally shot him. Which doesn't make sense to me when she had been planning to leave him anyway. Yeah. Like Why would she, she be upset? Whole, she had a whole plan in action. The kids remember her telling them to have a go bag ready. So it makes no sense. Was she like, how dare you file first? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that that mattered. But also just stop cheating and get a divorce. Like that's so ridiculous. DJ also says that when he went to the house that night to meet Ray and he wasn't home yet. Sally begged him to stay, but he left to go get food, and then he'd be right back. He believes that Sally knew there would be a fight, and she would ask him to stay, because when he was around, there was less violence. Which makes no sense, because earlier he made it sound like Sally had this whole thing planned. If Sally was planning to murder Ray that night, why ask his friend to stick around? Why have the kids there? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And then we suddenly go into Sally's childhood. She was born September 30th, 1960 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. A-Town, as it's known. It's where they hid the Liberty Bell from the British during the Revolutionary War. Today I learned. It was a lot of bells and stuff because they were worried the British would melt them down to make more bullets. I mean, that is a good, <laughs> good fear to have. Not my bell. My bell. 
Um, her biological dad was abusive, including kicking his pregnant wife in the stomach when she was eight months along with Sally. And then her stepdad clearly didn't care about his stepkids. And this wasn't just her words. They have her childhood friend on here to attest to all of this. So instead of going straight home after school, she would join sports teams in school. She did well in sports and seemed to make her parents proud until they found out she was dating a black kid in the neighborhood. God damn it. I'm just going to say it. I don't like racists. What a concept. <laughs> controversial uh, well in this state yeah i did not expect her to quote her parents using a hard r Ooh. <laughs> i was in the middle of taking a drink and like <laughs> spit take right there <laughs> but clearly her parents views changed as they got older because they took in sally's kids who are half black after she was arrested and they reported that they were provided with a loving home at least they got that much after graduating from high school, Sally went to East Strodesburg State College because she wanted to be a PE teacher. I could see it. Typical that three and a half years into college, she ran out of money, dropped out, and joined the military. Which is basically the military's plan to get people in anyway. Yep. <laughs> Man, what a great fucking country we live in. I want to be a teacher, but I can't afford it join the military and then you don't even get paid enough to pay back your fucking student <laughs> loans in 1982 she found herself paris island south carolina and that's where she met her first husband tony she got pregnant with shantina they got married and then had john and in the beginning things were great and then as time went on tony became more and more jealous and abusive Eventually, she was being transferred across the country to Camp Pendleton in California, and that's when she decided to file for divorce after four years of marriage and was granted custody of the kids. I feel like maybe the military did that on purpose. Get her out of it? Yeah. It's a good plan. Sometimes they do some decent shit. Sometimes. <laughs> very few times. This is us speculating, too. We don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was just a coincidence. The divorce was finalized on May 25th, 1987, and she met Ray just a couple weeks later on June 6th. So just jumps right back into another. Yeah, and then two months later, they're married. Yeah. Episode three goes into the trial, which starts exactly a year to the day of the murder. I don't understand why everybody keeps bringing up her size. She shot someone. She didn't beat him to death. Not to mention it doesn't matter how big she was when her husband is still way bigger than her. Right. It's not like she was like beating up someone half her size. Yeah. Like she... He's still a bigger threat than she was. Also, she always looks so tall and yet she's my height. Nuh-uh. Yeah. She's 5'3". Dude, I thought she was <laughs> at least 5'7". Could you imagine if I was that buff? <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm like, no, Andrew, I think you'll be doing the dishes tonight. I have to go fight a mailman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this trial was big news because it felt like the first half of the 90s was just women fucking snapping. I mean, there's a whole TV show <laughs> it around just, it. Yeah, but it was like back to back. You had Amy Fisher, Tanya Harding, Lorena Bobbitt, and then this crime. Uh, they present the autopsy that showed Ray was shot from eight feet away in the abdomen first and then was shot in the face when he was still on the ground. The first shot was actually the one that killed him. I guess she shot him in the living room first, went back to the bedroom to get another round, and then came back to the living room to shoot him in the face. Which, I mean, he's big. I would take he's him down He's a with big guy, shots. yeah. Um, I wonder if he was, like, 
starting to get back up and that's why she shot him again i mean i could just see her shooting him twice just because he's so fucking huge Uh, yeah just like you know if you're gonna shoot a bear you're gonna take it (laughs) down with more than one shot blood evidence proved he was on the ground for the second shot i'm not disputing that i'm saying was he lying on the ground and then was like starting to sit up i don't know how accurate that stuff is yeah like who's to say she wasn't still in fear for her life yeah Uh, They also tried to say that they didn't find any of Sally's DNA on Ray, so therefore they couldn't prove he choked her beforehand. But this is before touch DNA. Uh, This time in America's battered women's syndrome was really taking off and becoming more well-known. Go back to when we covered Lorena Bobbitt series on episode 27. She was ripped apart in the media when she went with a battered spouse defense. And then, of course, in the years afterwards... Her fucking ex-husband kept getting arrested for assaulting other women. Which, surprise! <laughs> like, who'd have thought? Uh, it was something that was openly being talked about, finally, and yet people still didn't believe in it. Definitely still going on to this day. Um, I really wanted to fucking slap the prosecutor when he said, there's another possibility, too, and that is Sally McNeil is a battered woman, and Ray was a batterer, but there was no Im- immediate threat. Like, what? I really hope he doesn't have any daughters. He was so dismissive of the abuse in the 90s and now. Even in the 90s, they had him on tape saying, calling her uh, suffering from battered women's syndrome is the abuse excuse. He's currently a judge right now in the Superior Court of San Diego County. Oh, fantastic. The man with that hairstyle is a sitting judge. And then he proceeds to blame Sally murdering Ray in cold blood because she was jealous that he didn't love her and if she couldn't have him, no one could. And then they bring up all of Ray's friends to testify about what a great guy he was and he was leaving her and she was just so jealous. She only... what? I know. She only had one friend testify on her behalf because she hid the abuse from people. As most women do. Shantina gets on the stand to testify, and she is 12 years old, being grilled by the prosecution. It's ridiculous. Sally's lawyer asks the cross-examination to be stopped, and the judge agrees. That's how bad it was. Shantina is angry about that now because she felt that she was being asked the wrong questions, and she wanted her mom's story out there for the world to hear. And John was never called to testify because of his age. It just really fucking sucks that the two people who witnessed the abuse know what went on in that house. Right. Knew how awful given, it was. Yeah. Weren't given the platform to defend their mom. She took the stand, which also did not help her case. And the prosecution was able to present a poster advertising Sally's wrestling videos that prominently said, Killer Sally McNeil. You know, a character persona like wrestlers have yeah like the rock isn't really made of rocks (laughs) it was a play on his dad's wrestling name rocky johnson although paul bearer is an actual licensed funeral director i will give you that one after three days of deliberation on march 19th 1996 sally was found guilty of second degree murder and sentenced to 19 years to life 19 years is a lot let alone the rest of your life for the abuse that she went through it was unfair and to go through that while your kids are having their own life without you on the other side of the country since 2011 sally has gone through five parole hearings and was obviously denied each time may 29th 2020 sally was finally granted parole and released from central california women's facility in chowchilla california after serving 
25 years. Fucking unfair. Following her release, she lived in the Veteran Transition Center, which provides traditional housing, emergency services, and case management program for unhoused veterans and their families. She got a job working in a warehouse, and she's just trying to live her life. Things were not easy for John and Shantina in their adult years. They both joined the military and suffer from PTSD from that. And I'm sure those years growing up with Ray didn't help. Shantina ended up in an abusive marriage for a few years, repeating the cycle of her mom. But she says she's doing much better and the only man she needs in her life is her son. Aww. (laughs) John had to get treatment for drug and alcohol abuse along with this PTSD. He also had a failed marriage which is so weird witnessing toxic relationships as a child can set you up to also have bad relationships who'd have sunk it and i believe he has a daughter so while she's living at vtc sally met norfleet stewart that is a man's name (laughs) through her support group and they begin dating and in 2022 they got married her son john walked her down the aisle that is sweet sweet I hope third time's the charm for her and she finally gets to be happy and loved by her husband and just only the best for her kids. I did appreciate Diane Dimon, who was an investigative journalist during the time and she apologizes now for how the media, including herself, viewed Sally and how they handled the case. I thought that was, she didn't have to do that. No, but it's, it's needed. I really enjoyed this series. They provided a lot of facts, so I didn't have to go digging for extra information. Love that. And it was a decent length, which after last week, we really needed. Yes. (laughs) I didn't have to break it up into several days of viewing. Because it's so slow, you have to like... Yeah, I didn't fall asleep a single time during this entire (laughs) docuseries. Cannot say that because the muscles some of the kept others. you awake at night. Yes, they haunted me. <laughs> All that glistening is so much. It's like a glazed donut. <laughs> so gross. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that you covered everything. It, it was a good one. I DJ Jeffers. <laughs> DJ Jeffers. DJ Jeffers. We will be back next week with killed robert Wan. who did indeed which one of you fuckers did it well i think we can all <laughs> speculate on that one so join us next week goodbye thank you for listening to talk to me the opening music is by twisterium for comments or suggestions we can be reached by email at doctomypod at gmail.com find us on twitter at doctomypod and find a link to our facebook group in the show notes thank you